0: This episode of the Potterverse is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. If you would like to feel a little extra special, maybe a little um, Wingardium Leviosa on your eyelashes, I have got the very best mascara. It's my forty epic mascara, and I'm offering it at a discount. It is gluten-free. For those of you who do have gluten allergies, I did want to make sure that everyone knew all of my mascaras are gluten-free. It's a very real thing. I didn't know that you, gluten you could be get, a mascara.
1: Yeah, like that you can get like allergic Gl- gluten to gluten through your mascara. Gluten
0: sneaks in everywhere, man. It's crazy. Wow, crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy talk. So no matter what if you have a gluten allergy or not, you can try out my very best mascara. It's going to give your lashes a nice thick fullness and length as well. You can get at a discount by going to minutewithmary.com slash discount. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and time turners, and let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Everybody and welcome. My name's Mary Larson.
1: My name is Blake, and I love Snape. <laughs> he is the best.
0: He's Blake's best. No, he, not no, no, my no, no, best. no, no, no. No, he's not he, my no. best. No, he is the best. No, he's not my best. He
1: is by far the best. Mm. Uh, uh, name me one character that's better than Snape. Hagrid. Nope. Not close. Hag- Hagrid's Hagrid. Great. Love Hagrid. Sweet guy. Loves drinking, getting Hagrid wasted. I'm all about it. By the way, get your Hagrid wasted shirts or your Hagrid bakery shirt. Oh yeah, at the Marion Blake store. Those those are two are are very popular at the moment. They can't can't even keep them on the shelves, if you will. Snape's better. Sorry.
0: Well, anyway, um, so (laughs) really excited to talk about this chapter. We want to remind all of you. Join in the fun live if you're listening to this via the podcast and you want to make sure that you get a complimentary texting reminder. You can do that by texting the number 81010 and in the message field at Elderwand, I will send you a complimentary text to say, guess what? We're going live. Come check us out on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We're going to do a little wave. Hello to our friends who are joining us there now. And as I said earlier, let us know. What class you would be most excited to attend is your first year. Am
1: I going to answer that now, or should we Give me a moment. Okay. okay. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Because, of course, this this chapter is titled The Potions Master, Mm -hmm. which we spend some time with this Potions Master, but we spend a lot of time with a lot of other people. It should have been called the first week of school. (laughs) That's what I think it should have been called. (laughs) Anyway, um, here is my uh, little reading from Chapter 7, The Potions Master. Let's do it. As there is little foolish wand-waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. I don't expect you will really understand the beauty of the softly simmering cauldron, with its shimmering fumes, the delicate power of liquids that creep through the human veins, bewitching the mind and snaring the senses. I can teach you how to bottle fame, brew glory, even stopper death. If... You aren't as big of a bunch of dunderheads as I usually have to teach.
1: <laughs> this is the exact reason why I love Snape. Because you can tell that Snape loves teaching, but he effin hates it too. He effin hates the kids. Be
0: careful with your language as I we didn't have to. Trad- I know, I don't even like that. Okay. He really I, hates He
1: fracking hates the kids and especially Gryffindors, and even more so Harry Potter. And the fact that he has to teach James Potter's son, just it must just go right up his keystone.
0: I'm happy that Alan Rickman in the movie didn't have to say dunderheads, but it was really fun to read. Really, really fun to read. Because a sure. lot of this was pulled straight into the movie, but this whole, like, if you aren't as big of a bunch of dunderheads as I usually have to teach. Mm-hmm. Like, that right there, snaps. Snaps to Snape for giving the sass. <laughs> All right, so, Blake, would you like me to give a very quick... Breakdown of what happens. Well, we got to get
1: into the show first. Are you ready?
0: yes, please.
1: Before we do that, though, remember, go to maryandblake.com. Check out all the great podcasts and blogs that we have there, uh, including the Hamilton Podcast, Mm -hmm. Outlander Cast, Mm -hmm. uh, and many, many more. And uh, check us out, uh, Mary and Blake, on all the social media, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and send us the reviews that that you really appreciate. Pretty please. You know, we've been getting a ton of reviews on Apple Podcasts, and that is awesome. Keep sending them. We really appreciate it. It makes my day, to be honest. I love reading them, and it does help people discover the podcast because, as always, the more reviews there are, the more people will take the show seriously. So that gives us the opportunity to go ahead and talk to more people. But for now, Marvin, are you ready to get into this Chapter 8, The Potions Master? Let's do it. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good.
0: Alright, so quick synopsis with chapter seven, which might I add, seven being the magical number, is this is named the Potions Master. It's like the very magical number in general, but especially. Oh (laughs) shoot! Well, there goes that fun thing. I've been saying seven this whole time, and you're like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Never mind. Let's move on. Can you replay the intro? Push the button. Which one? I don't know. The, like, get into the show music. we will
1: play (laughs) it again. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no... There we
0: go. (laughs) Your hand's all sweaty. Your hand's all Sweaty. (laughs) tackling chapter 8, the Potions <laughs> Master, which I so lovingly like to call the first week of class. Uh, it takes place pretty much like September 2nd through what? September 7th?
1: Hey, you know what's not a magical number? Eight. 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 <laughs>
0: Eight is square, square times two. Um, so, of course, Harry gets to go to school. Everyone's super excited that Harry's there because they heard his name uh, at the sorting hat. Everyone's right. pumped to try to find him. He gets to meet his professors like Flitwick and Professor Sprout, and he gets to meet the boring, boring Professor Binns, um, and he, of course, you know has gotten to see a little bit more of Professor McGonagall, and then we spend time with Snape. We have an interesting time there that we'll discuss in a little bit. But then we also have a great little field trip to Hagrid's house. Oh yeah, now you're talking Yes, and Hagrid and Ron Gotta get to have meet some tea. They talk dragons, they try to eat rock cakes, and goodness gracious, why does it smell like garlic? Here we go.
1: Oh, this is the best. But you know, of course we have to as always start at the beginning.
0: It's a very good place to start. And I need to
1: point this out because Hogwarts so far has been a
0: I mean it's a, just been one day. Harry literally got there yesterday. Right right.
1: So like so <laughs> far like within within the text Hogwarts has been like this kind of mystery place of you don't really know where things are. You don't have a sense of the geography mm-hmm. yet. Which is a good and bad thing. But when it comes to this chapter, we finally get some more details. And I, I challenge anybody to find me an accurate map of Hogwarts. I cannot find it. Well, but, it keeps changing. But and, and that is what I'm about to just get at right now. It keeps changing. And it changes for the better. And, and, and it changes in the best way for the story itself. And let me read this. There were 142 – oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. Whispers followed Harry from the moment he left his dormitory the next day. People queuing outside classrooms stood on tiptoe to get a look at him or doubled back to pass him I wouldn't the need to
0: stand on the corridors again,
1: <laughs> staring. <laughs> <laughs> Harry wished they wouldn't because he was trying to concentrate on finding his way to classes. There were 142 staircases at Hogwarts, wide, sweeping ones, narrow, rickety ones, some that led somewhere different on a Friday, some with a vanishing step halfway up that you had to remember to jump. Then... There were the doors that wouldn't open unless you asked politely or tickled them in exactly the right place. Tickling a door. And, And doors that really weren't doors at all, but solid walls just pretending. It was also very hard to remember where anything was because it also happened to move around a lot. The people in the portraits kept going to visit each other, and Harry was sure the coats of armor could walk.
0: I would not be well. Oh
1: my goodness. I'd have to go
0: outside, see where was north, south, east, west.
1: This. <laughs> you would have so many anxiety attacks.
0: You know? I would just follow someone. Where's the library?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be you
0: uh, the worst part is the people in the portraits keep leaving because at least you could be like hi person in the portrait can you point me in the right direction I usually pass you but this is their first day first week of school right
1: exactly and, and it, it's actually, already hard enough when you go to a new school like
0: how were you yeah on your first like day of college it was miserable
1: I couldn't remember anything didn't know where to go a person that I knew that was there a year before had to meet me outside of my out of my dorm like the previous night at like 2 in the morning Just to show me, okay, this is your class. That's that building.
0: my goodness. This is that
1: class. That's that building.
0: (laughs) It's a lot, man. It's a lot. I luckily went to school, went to college a week and a half early because of band camp. Yes, it does exist. Don't hate. Don't hate, friends. We're part of the nerd clan. (laughs) These are my people. But because of this band, one time camp, band camp, you got to go to school like two weeks early. Mm-hmm. And then you had the upperclassmen. So they just kind of showed you everything. And you got to know where everything was on campus. And then I showed my friends when they came to the dorms where their classes oh, were. Oh,
1: God.
0: Nerds! Hi, I'm Mary. I live next door. You want me to show you where all your classes are and make you a map? Will oh. you be my friend? No! God, please, no! I lived no! in the honors dorm. They appreciated no! me, Blake. No! (laughs) He appreciated my highlighted maps (laughs) Because I did that. This is
1: where you kind of go. You needed to be one of those people that works at one of them theme parks. You need to go here, and then you go here. Like, you should work at Disney. Absolutely. I mean, after all the whole COVID thing.
0: I would love that. Except <laughs> it's too hot. Okay, let's continue. So you're talking about all these magical staircases, yeah, and it's so which descriptive, is 142.
1: And it's so descriptive uh, of what Hogwarts is. You still don't have a real sense of the geography of Hogwarts, but you start to get a How sense- How do you pronounce that? Hogwarts. Hogwarts.
0: Hogwa- no. Hogwarts.
1: not Hogwarts. Hog- Hogwarts. Hog- Hogwarts.
0: <laughs> Hogwarts. 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 Why are you making fun of me? I don't know. You say it in a weird way. No, you, you say it. I can't right now. I'll get back to you on yeah, that.
1: Yeah, nice try. You don't get a sense of the real geography of Hogwarts yet, but you do get a sense of the magicality of it and how special it is as a place, but also what feels like a living character unto itself. And the beauty of what the author does here, it, 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 it spits you right into that, into that sense, in that frame of mind of, oh my God, I'm so nervous. These freaking staircases are moving. You're instantly transported right into Harry's brain and you can't start that chapter off any better than the way that she did.
0: How do you feel about some of the doors needing to be
1: tickled? Um, little, it's, a, it's a little suggestive. I'm not going to lie. I like it though. Uh, <laughs> Imagine like, I just can't get the stupid door to open. I can't tickle it right today.
0: Hey, it's all good. And then there are, of course, the doors that are pretending to be doors. So that's always fun. Can you believe that?
1: Uh, imagine that like trying to walk in. You'd be swishing and flicking everywhere. Oh, yes. <laughs> so much swish and flick.
0: Um we of course learn a bit more about Filch and how he's able to pop in and out of places he probably knows more of the secret ways throughout the castle than the Weasley or except for the Weasleys. Mm-hmm. But we also get this little bit where um Hagrid later on in the chapter refers to Filch as like that old git. So you know that Hagrid's on our side, guys. And everybody hates not only uh, Filch, but also Mrs. Norris. Um, It says that students want to give her a good kick. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, here we go. Uh, The students all hated him. And it was the dearest ambition of many to give Mrs. Norris a good kick. That is our six-year-old's favorite line from this book. And he'll just, like, (laughs) mumble it. Give Mrs. Norris a good Good kick. (laughs) <laughs> That's what you picked up. That's what you picked up from the audiobook, oh, you silly goose. Oh. Um, and we meet all of these different professors. So, Professor Flitwick, when he's doing Roll Call, gets right. so excited that Harry Potter's in his class that he falls off of his books. Um, we get to meet Professor Sprout. I don't get, really get to hang out with her that awfully much. We get to also meet um, Professor McGonagall, who continues to be stern. She's obviously not surprised that Harry's in her class. She turns her table into a pig, which is very cool. Totally not what happened in the book. But no. But she did the whole cat thing. Pig school would have been hard to do with CGI. <laughs> and we also get to hang out a bit with Professor
1: Quirrell. Oh, yeah. Professor Quirrell, the way that he's introduced is a perfect sleight of hand from the author. I mean, the the great thing about twists and how they operate is you have to see it right in front of you and still not know. Mm-hmm. And you still have to. Do uh, you remember the movie the Prestige. Of course. So the prestige, the first frame of the film, the first frame of the film is the hats and all of the multiplied hats. Yes. And it tells you the twist in the first freaking picture and you don't even know it. And essentially the author is doing the same thing here. And I want to read this passage because it's so expertly written. The class everyone had really been looking forward to was Defense Against the Dark Arts, but Quarrel's lessons turned out to be a bit of a joke. His classroom smelled strongly of garlic, which everyone said was to ward off a vampire he'd met in Romania and was afraid he would be coming back to get him one of these days. His turban, he told them, had been given to him by an African prince as a thank you for getting rid of a troublesome zombie, mm. as, you know, zombies go, apparently. But they weren't sure they believed this story. For one thing, when Seamus Finnegan asked eagerly to hear how Coral had fought off the zombie, Coral went pink and started talking about the weather. For another, they had noticed that a funny smell hung around the turban, and the Weasley twins insisted that it was stuffed full of garlic as well, so that Coral was protected wherever he went. This is the author telling you right away, don't worry about it. Yeah, he's funny, he's, he's, yeah, he's got some things going on, yeah, he smells like uh, like. but don't worry about him, don't worry about him. <sighs> Did
0: you have a stinky teacher? Look
1: over here, look over on that side. Oh yeah. I oh. have a
0: stinky teacher.
1: Oh yeah, I a stinky teacher. Not only
0: do teacher. we have that with Quirrell, but mm-hmm. earlier on in the chapter, while we're talking about all of these staircases and everything changing, um, Harry and Ron got lost and they actually started to go down the, the third floor corridor that they're not supposed to go down mm-hmm. and who saves them? But Professor Quirrell.
1: Right, exactly.
0: What is Professor Quirrell doing around the third floor corridor?
1: Looking for an item that may or may not be there.
0: I tell you what, he's not looking for more garlic.
1: <laughs> Definitely looking for garlic.
0: Not in the kitchen. Tickling a door. <laughs> I could tell you
1: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they tickle a door in the kitchen. That's what she said. <laughs> Some goblet of fire. Don't hate.
1: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's it's. you have a
0: class at midnight. Where the astronomy, um, oh, watching okay. the different stars and everything. Imagine that. Like you need a day off after Wednesdays because right. on Wednesdays if you're staying up till midnight, charting stars and planets and everything. I hope they have a day off from there. How about
1: how about Hagrid just wanted to hang out with Harry and be just like, yeah, hey, you want to come by and have some tea? Sending him an owl.
0: That was very sweet and something exciting to look forward to. But before we, of course, get there. Thank goodness Harry had a tea appointment because he needed it after his double potions class. Now, I know some people might be like, why does he have a double potions class? I see potions class as science class where you have the lab and you need to brew the potion and it might take a little while longer. Because I know for me in high school, I needed to have sometimes double science to accomplish those labs. But to know that you're in that dungeon with Snape, who right from the get-go... Picks on Potter.
1: Oh, I love
0: right from the get go. And
1: and I wish I were half as good. I mean, no, not even half. I wish I were an eighth as good of a wordsmith as Alan Rickman. I wish the words that came out of my being and through my my larynx, out of my voice box,
0: especially if you barely move your face.
1: Don't you dare! Don't you dare! If you besmirch the good name, your
0: face. Except your lips you might be able to do it.
1: Don't you dare besmirch the the great name of Alan Rickman. He is perfection all around. It's his his voice and the way he delivers his words is like Let me see you try though. Let me see you try chocolate wrapped in bacon, covered in bacon fat, covered in and like it's just so smooth and buttery and just oh I
0: could How about to- like chocolate caramel popcorn?
1: No, because <laughs> popcorn's too scratchy. It's way too scratchy. You got to get something smooth. got okay. you you do- It's like taking caramel and just, it's like taking the smuck as caramel in a bottle and just squeezing it in your throat. We're hungry. <laughs> so hungry. So
0: we're hanging out here.
1: Yeah, uh, let, me, let me just, because I, I have to.
0: Okay, and I'm just going to think of food.
1: Snape, like Flitwick. Started the class by taking the register. And like Flitwick, he paused at Harry's name. Ah, uh, yes, he said softly. Harry Potter. Our new celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, oh. Our new celebrity. Oh, I, I just, and he I just love-
0: digs into him. He asks him these questions about little nitpick things, oh. which might I add, one of the things is wormwood. Um, and it gets me really excited because we now have a wormwood plant That's true. in our front yard. And I just need to shout out um, a listener of ours and friend of ours, Um sent this article from Marie Claire about the meaning behind Snape's first words, which are going to supposedly blow our minds. So what would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel Yep, and an infusion of wormwood? Um, According to Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily,
1: meaning my regrets follow
0: you to the grave. And wormwood means absence. Also typically symbolized bitter sorrow. So if you combine that, it means I bitterly regret Lily's
1: death. Oh, my goodness.
0: Ah! Just like that. A winner. Oh, that is good stuff. According to Snape, if you combine the two, it creates a sleeping potion so powerful it's known as the drought of living death. You know, it's just like, is his life now a living death? Because he's without his Lily. Absolutely. So So deep.
1: Oh, so deep. So deep.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Bailey, for sending that in.
1: And one of the things, too, that happens here is that Snape immediately dismisses the idea of the rest of the other classes. I love when he says there will be no silly wand waving here.
0: Like, you don't even need wands here. Because this this is such an amazing science. I find that fantastic. And I find that
1: so enveloping uh, as a class and as a feature of that class. Wand waving when you do the, when you do the Expecto Patronum, the charm or whatever, or when you do that, that comes from the wizard. That comes from, like, I, I feel like wizards are either really powerful or they're not really powerful. And those charms are uh, as a result of that, of that power. But potions, it doesn't come from the wizard. Potions is created by the wizard and that takes science that takes that takes uh, dedication and that takes knowledge that takes specific talent that either you have or you don't mm. and just because you uh, uh, for example i could i could be taught how to hit a baseball yes i i could i could learn every single facet on how to hold a bat, grip the bat, swing the bat, finish with the swing, balance, feet, footwork, all of it. I could, I could be taught by Ted Williams. I've been taught. And yes, you have. But I will never hit like Ted Williams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just doesn't matter. Because Ted Williams created something. You know
0: who was great at potions? Who? Lily. Really? Lily was like one of the best potion students isn't that so cool? That is awesome. But you're right; it's it's an innate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out Hermione frequently struggles actually with potions. You right. know, it just just takes a, a bit of a time. Poor Neville. I mean, goodness gracious, he mixed <laughs> up the porcupine quills. <laughs> um, during this whole belittlement that Snape has, he asks um, Harry, you know, like what what's a bezor? I don't know how they actually say. It. It's supposed to sound fancy. Like I, in I would French. say bezor, something like sure. that. Sure, but bezoar. This is what Harry uses when Ron is poisoned with a love potion that's gone bad, mm-hmm. um, is is this item. So it's really neat to see it be brought in, right. um, you know, several books later. Oh, and lavender then, brown. And then when Neville makes this big mess, Snape even blames Harry still for it, saying, right. you know, did you mess him up? Did you tell him not to do it? Because Make yourself you're still... look better? Yes. And oh. it's funny because, like, Harry does want to look good. Like, there's... There's a little bit of truth in this. Now, mind you, Snape blows things completely out of proportion because he thinks about Harry and he sees James and he thinks that he's going to be just like James was in school. But the truth of the matter is, is that Harry isn't all like James, but Harry is still a Gryffindor. And Harry is finally ready to prove himself. You know, he's on like this new level playing field. And yeah, he wants to be good. He wants to be good at this, but he didn't mess things up for Neville on purpose. On,
1: no, no. And, and of course, that's what Snape immediately jumps to, because the first thing that he does when he's taking the <laughs> class attendance is our new celebrity. That is indicative of his real feelings towards Harry, which are Harry. are totally unfounded. In fact, he shows such favoritism to, uh, uh, against every only rather to Malfoy. And, mm-hmm. he, and he just criticizes everybody else. Immediately we get the sense that... All Gryffindors, yeah. yeah, We get the sense that Snape hates Harry.
0: Harry gives him a little something, though. You know, Harry doesn't... Harry doesn't take it all sitting down because, of course, Hermione's there and she is... Raising her hand, raising her hand so high. It's like she's trying to touch the ceiling at one point. You
1: can feel it. You can see it. How she's each question
0: (laughs) (laughs) reaching up so high. And finally, Harry just, you know, says to Snape, like, why don't you just ask Hermione? Like, she obviously knows the answer. Um, gets a couple little snickers, um, from his, from his classmates. And in the end, Harry is docked two points from Gryffindor. Within his first week of school,
1: right, and you know what that shows too is that Harry is not a f- he. He knows that Snape hates him, or at least to his interpretation. Yet he meets Snape on the and the so called battlefield. He is prepared to say whatever he needs to say to rebel against Snape in any way that's possible, and it just shows you. It further cements his Gryffindor. Uh, sensibilities Mm
0: -hmm. after this terrible time Harry and Ron go down to have some tea at Hagrid's hut and we get to meet Fang the boarhound who is not properly shown in the movies it's a different breed of dog
1: um, in the
0: movies Um, but we get to go there stats of a nerds I am a nerd, Blake. If Stats we have not figured this out at least by now, my love, <laughs> my nerd. Um, And Ron gets to meet Hagrid, and Hagrid gets to talk a little bit about his brother Charlie, because of course Ron has like a million brothers, um, mm. who, who of course was great with animals. Of course, Hagrid would remember that about him. But really what's happening is we get to learn, we get to see the newspaper clipping about Gringotts and the break-in that happened. Oh. Because in the movies, it's um, the owls that come in with the post and Harry asks if he can look at the Daily Prophet. But in the books, it's mentioned to Harry by Ron on the train. Oh, guess what? There was a break-in at Gringotts yesterday. or well, not yesterday, but earlier this month or whatever. And now we see it again. And this is where it's very clear to Harry that it happened at Gringotts. On July 31st, his birthday, the same day that he and Hagrid went. And it says in the article that luckily the vault that was in question had um, been already cleared out that same day. So he brings it up to Hagrid. He brings it up to Hagrid and Hagrid pivots. Just pivots.
1: And and you're already left asking the question, okay, what is the deal with Hagrid? Why is he not? Like, why is he defending Snape, number one? Mm Uh, and why is he not being so forthcoming about the information that he may or may not know? Uh, yeah, that's a big deal for Hagrid. Now, if you can uh, refresh my memory, my darling, mm-hmm. why are people breaking in to to get the Sorcerer's Stone?
0: Because somebody wants the Sorcerer's Stone. Aha. Uh-huh. Somebody wants it.
1: Right. Understood. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Understood. Got it.
0: Why would anyone break in? I don't, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, but it goes to show you it's a it's a wizard of magnificent abilities if they're trying to break into Gringotts and not get caught. So that's really what li- what lingers with Harry not necessarily his bad time with Snape, but actually this thing with his his gut telling him something's wrong that Hagrid completely changed the subject. That Hagrid does seem to know something mm-hmm. about what was taken out of that vaults that they had visited which is pretty cool
1: you know it's funny because this is the first time that harry questions hagrid's intention intent it feels like harry says whoa wait a second hold on and hagrid has always been the opposite of snape so far within the story mm-hmm. i mean snape even goes as far as saying uh i can teach you how to bottle fame brew glory even stopper death those things are bottle fame, brew glory, stopper death. Those are all self-serving things. Those are all ideas that a Slytherin, I think, would appreciate. I'm a Slytherin. I would absolutely love to know how to bottle fame or brew, brew glory. Absolutely, that is the. Dis- it's
0: also very Gryffindor. Um, can you tell me? How-
1: why that's Gryffindor because I always sensed that this was one of the reasons why Harry didn't necessarily connect with Snape even though he started off with the whole ah, the new celebrity thing but I feel like Gryffindor is opposite of wanting to brew f- fame and and bottle glory all that other stuff I
0: think Gryffindors want fame but they want to work for it I think Slytherins want fame, however they can get it.
1: Oh, and that's what I'm saying. He can bottle it. He can brew it. And he can even stop death if necessary. And he can teach you as long as you're not an idiot. By the way, Snape calling all of his students idiots on the first day – classic, awesome Snape. <laughs> awesome Snape. Just love it.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. So a fun chapter, a relatively quick chapter, but it lays out a lot of important breadcrumbs that we really enjoy. We get to, of course, meet Snape. We get to hang out with Curl, and, of course, hanging out with Hagrid. You know, it's been an interesting thing. Blake and I have been re-watching the movies just for fun. And we watched um, five. We just finished up five. And I keep remarking upon the fact that Harry and Ron and Hermione are Hagrid's friends, and it breaks my heart a little bit. It makes me love Hagrid even more if that was even possible, because here's Hagrid who's worked at Hogwarts, who is seen as different because he is a half-breed, he's half-giant, and here he is inviting 11-year-olds to his hut for tea, who he loves. I mean, he's known Harry since he was one. You know, he he dearly cares for this child, but it strikes me frequently how I don't know who else Hagrid has in his life to like chat with until he has Madame Maxine. Sure. And even then, you know, Melissa like- says,
1: Melissa says, our Slytherins want to be influencers. <laughs> 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 Good job. Oh, Good it. job. Last thing I want to mention here too, is this is already, we have
0: in- our email questions. I know last okay. thing, I, but,
1: but before we get into that, okay. the last thing I want to mention is you can already sees, see Harry's flaw in, extreme play here. He senses, obviously, that Snape hates him. And thereby, he wants to go back at Snape. But that sense and that need to fight back has already blinded him. It's already pushed him in a, in in a, in a direction that says Snape is bad. And from now on, we will get that same perspective, Mm -hmm. regardless of all the little clues And again, the perfect sleight of hand from the author about Quirrell, you already are saying as a reader, yep, Snape sucks. And somehow Snape is behind it because Hagrid refuses to tell me.
0: Fun thing. Here we go. Let's go through the different professors who we hung out with in this chapter and give me one word to describe them from what we've hung out with. Ooh, this is one of in... my
1: favorite games to play with characters. Yes,
0: ready? Okay, so, um, I mean, it's not necessarily a professor, yep. but uh, Filch. Mean. Ooh, nice. Okay, Flitwick.
1: I have no idea. Small. Oh,
0: well. McGonagall. <laughs> Uh, McGonagall.
1: What is a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Too many words One word uh, Tough Bins Yeah right No no clue
0: Boring You could say boring sure, He died boring. Yeah he died Yeah
1: <laughs> he's right He's so old Curl. He walked out of his own body That's right. from this book Creepy AF
0: No I'd say stinky <laughs> <laughs> um, Snape Terrifying mm, Good I know Good job That's, And Hagrid uh, Warm oh, oh lovely Lovely um, Okay different perspective Do you have someone in mind yeah, I kind of want to take Snape. Go for it. I so kinda... boring, but basic. Whatever. Why is that boring and basic? Because, like, of course it's who you'd pick.
1: Well, because Snape freaking is awesome, number one. Um, mm.
0: But you you look at this and you have. I want to challenge you. Are... Take it from Quirrell's perspective.
1: Uh, okay. All right. There well, you no, go. Why, don't you, why don't you go? Why don't you be more no. interesting than I am? No. Okay, go can... ahead. No, 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 no. Go. Already okay, garden, you already got Okay, you really me.
0: want Snape? Fine. Go for No, no, no. Go for you, Snape. No, no please, you want to, like, please you want to. I'm done. I want all the heartstrings. That's it.
1: No, That's it. I, okay, nope, Both of us can go. All right. When you look at it from Snae's perspective, his arch nemesis, think of your arch nemesis. Ugh. I know you know who it is. Ugh. Yeah. Your arch nemesis. Yes. Now, not only, <laughs> not only are you in charge of t- teaching his kid. Oh. But more importantly, you're in charge of protecting his kid. Forever. Ah. And like, and you know, you know what's going to happen to the kid regardless of how much you protect him. And he looks just like him. And he looks like, and he's, and worse yet,
0: yeah, worse yet,
1: yeah, he's got the person's eyes that you love most on this planet.
0: Oh, look at those little puddings. I know, eyes. right?
1: These these crap brown eyes yes. right here that you're looking at yes. right now? That kid's got my crap brown eyes.
0: You and my arch nemesis, who is also male, made a baby. <laughs> this is getting more <laughs> and more interesting by the minute.
1: Um, so having said that, he has to do a couple of things here. He has to take out his frustration on on Harry. Okay. And he also has to prop up all the other things that he appreciates which is being smart and attentive and the the funny thing is is that he considers Harry a celebrity when all all that Harry wants is just to be normal yeah. just to be regular he just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to stand out anymore cuz he already does he already did stand out with the dursleys he just wants to fit in it's draco is the that's the one that wants to stand out and be different from everybody and that's the person that he favors mm-hmm Which happens to go in line with the idea of bottling fame, brewing glory, and putting a stopper in death. That is what Slytherins do. And since he's head of Slytherin House, he has to take care of that and he has to prop that up. Part of me thinks that he knows that Draco is Harry's nemesis. Right off the jump. Okay, And he's doing everything he can to test and push Harry. Okay. And I like that. Nice. I like when teachers and coaches push
0: 11-year-olds. To- yeah, when
1: they push you. When, when they make you become better.
0: <laughs> Calling them idiots.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, all the kids that this I... This is why
0: you were not a teacher. All
1: the kids that I coached, I called them all names and I did all this. stupid things. But you didn't things. call them idiots. I didn't call them idiots, but I pushed them. I, 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 I worked them hard because that's what they needed. They needed to be taught.
0: It's moments like these that I need like a stress ball. I need a stress ball in here. Like Hedwig, <laughs> stress ball. Is there such a thing... Like a Hedwig stress ball, so I can just squeeze it. I just it. feel so bad for Snape. <sighs> Snape is,
1: ah, oh, he's such a. He
0: should not tragic... treat an eleven-year-old boy like this. Yes, he should. No, he should.
1: <laughs> no, Are you I, I will that say just to
0: be funny because
1: no, I will say that he should not. We're have- We're married
0: and we have children. He,
1: he should not have treated an eleven-year-old so poorly. Thank I would you. agree.
0: Like Snape needs like a therapist and a journal. But when you look at it, some yoga. He
1: definitely needs yoga
0: and a girlfriend. Oh
1: my goodness gracious! A little bow chicka wow! -wow. So much yoga. Now, do you think Snape would be a a fan of hot yoga, or do you think he would? He would.
0: I mean, he's already kind of slippery and slimy. Like because I feel like
1: if he's gonna do yoga, you might as well go all in.
0: Yeah, Um, I don't know. Okay. All right. You it, wanted to do quarrel? No, I don't really want to anymore. I right, just want okay. to give. I want to give a shout out to Neville. I just need to give like my heart to Neville right now because Neville never thought he was good enough to get into this school. Never thought that he was good enough to be in Gryffindor. And now, in his first week of school, he literally melts his pot. He melts <laughs> his cauldron. And Snape, who we end up finding out um in the third movie in the third book or is it yeah in the third book and movie like that's his that's the thing he's afraid of the most is a professor right. and it starts on this one day when he accidentally messed up the porcupine quills.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's get to our questions and our emails. Okay. Uh, So we're going to read our emails. We're going to answer the questions. And uh, for those of you who are joining us live, thank you very much. You can ask us the questions once we are done. If you're listening to this on the podcast app, don't feel left out. You can join us live next time on Monday at eight o'clock. And then you can enjoy either one emailing us or two joining us on the live and asking us the questions at this point. Here's the first email. Uh, this one comes from Anne. She's the, Hi, from Denver Denver on the yes. Outlander phone calls. We were supposed
0: to see Anne this summer, but COVID.
1: She says that she loves the Harry Potter books, and, and I am happy that you're doing a deep dive into them. I discovered them when I was 30 years old, and all my friends were talking about them Harry Potter, so I picked one up at Barnes & Noble, and I was hooked by the letters being delivered and the description. Uh Okay, do you think, number one, that James Potter could have been in Slytherin? And do you think that Harry is a good combination of James and Lily? Mavin? I will leave this to you.
0: I do. I think that James could have easily been in Slytherin. I think that Slytherin and Gryffindor are very easily interchangeable houses. Um, and mm. do I think that Harry is a good combination of James and Lily? I would agree. I think that Harry's competitiveness and his drive to... Um, Succeed at all costs um, is very James. I also um, see his selflessness, especially that we see later in the books, where Absolutely. he just keeps saying, "I need to do this alone. I need to do this alone." Like, please don't put yourselves in danger for me. Or well, when he um, tells
1: when he tells Voldemort, "You have nothing." but at least I have love. I have yes. friends. It's very Lily. Very Lily. Oh, I
0: just got goosies. Oh, goodness mm-hmm. gracious.
1: We just got done watching Order of the Phoenix. So we just watched that whole, that whole bit. And, Yes. I, I really feel like he's a good amalgam.
0: Hillary, of, yeah, sorry. Of
1: them. Sorry, uh, yeah.
0: Hillary wrote in saying, oh, the classes mentioned this chapter, which one would you most enjoy or do you think you would do the best in?
1: Defense Against the Dark arts. Not even a question.
0: That you would enjoy or do the best in? Both, baby. Really? Both. Blake.
1: Yeah. Blake. What? What are you telling me, Blake? What are All you saying All I'm that thinking for?
0: about is that horror movie.
1: What horror movie? The
0: one that scared the bejesus out of you. <laughs> That's like the dark arts.
1: Paranormal activity? Yeah,
0: Blake couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep for a week. week.
1: Couldn't sleep. Baby,
0: I love you. Here's a fun story. Here's a fun story.
1: (laughs) Here's a fun story. So, Mary and I, we, we we were, oh, this was in like 2008 or 2009. So, we were just, I think, engaged when we went to go see this. We were down in D.C. to visit my best friend. It was Halloween night. It was Halloween night. All Hallows Eve. Mary was wearing the Ohura costume from Star Trek, and You're I was welcome. wearing the Captain Kirk star. Uh, Our uh, friends
0: were dressed as Snuggies.
1: Yep. And Mary was hot that night, man. We running around okay. in that. Dr- All right. Sorry. Come on, children. All right. So, um, we go to see paranormal activity and we were staying in DC at my best friend's house in this rickety old fracking building from the, the mid 18th or mid 19th century right on Capitol Hill. And we were, we had some adult beverages that night. We watched paranormal activity. It was terrifying. I get home and it's time to go to bed. And I figured, Oh, yeah, I go to bed. No problem. I'll be all right. I was wide eyed all night and I was terrified because of all the noises in the house. And I thought that if I just hug Mary hard enough, the, the stupid apparition won't get me. So I, I basically... Squeezed me. Squeezed and, and choked you out <laughs> all night yep. because I was terrified of this. Uh,
0: I actually think yeah. that you would enjoy and Excel um, um, in Flipwick's class. I think you'd be like down with like practicing the spells and stuff. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm. I'm. By the way, uh, Allie says I think Blake thinks uh, defense against the <laughs> defense against the dark arts is more like taekwondo. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe because I got no. my black belt. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Okay. So yes, maybe it is like taekwondo. Okay. How about you? What would you be... What would you like most? And what would you most excel in?
0: Um, I think I would like herbology most because I like being outdoors, and now that I've grown. 10 of the 20 plants that I've planted and 10 of them are still living. I feel really good at growing things. But I actually think I would do, I think my best class would be potions. I excel at chemistry and I excel at baking. I like to follow things down to a T. I probably would have found uh, the Half-Blood Prince's copy of potions and I would have nailed that class. Yep, absolutely.
1: Would you you have used the Half-Blood? No.
0: Honey, I am Gryffindor. And I want to be really good.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have tried it and been like, oh, this works. Okay. Well,
1: I see. I feel like you'd be like, nope, it's against the rules. Can't do it.
0: I dabble. I would dabble. Oh my
1: God. I would be all about, I would be all about the half-blood prince. Okay,
0: so uh, next question. Right, now
1: we got a bunch of questions from Melissa. Okay. One, how would you handle suddenly being famous and not only just famous, but a famous witch or wizard in a whole world? You never knew existed like Harry does at the begins his time at Hogwarts. Mary, I'll ask you that question. I
0: would hate it. I hated being famous in my state.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: And I probably wouldn't handle... Well... You would like it. I would like it. You would.
1: I would be all about it.
0: I hated it. I just wanted to eat my cheese grits in peace. And everybody was like, Mary Larson. Mary Larson without her clipping extensions. Remember
1: that time we were at Home Depot? And oh, we were, were like, fighting. Mary. We
0: were fighting over a Christmas tree because I wanted the Christmas tree with the colorful lights and you wanted the Christmas tree with the white lights. And I said, fine, let's get the one that switches between both. It's magical for children. And we were fighting about a Christmas tree at Home Depot. And suddenly someone came Mark! up and went. We <laughs> see you on TV all the time. And I was like, this is not my she finest. She's wearing a moment.
1: URI sweatshirt oh and my flip God. flops.
0: Not my fine. So no. I do not like being famous. All
1: right, number two. What would you find most fascinating and or most confusing about the quirks of Hogwarts, the Wizarding World, i.e. the portraits, the moving staircases, owl mail, etc.? Mary, what would you find most the staircases and how there's bits confusing. that like
0: disappear and they're not there. I would be so mad. That would be my pet peeve. That I, I would probably complain about that every single day.
1: I think the most annoying thing for me would be like, bro, why can't we use computers? Why do we have to use quills? This is stupid. <laughs>
0: Uh, why do you think Snape is always getting for the defensive against the dark arts when he is so eloquently about potion making in his class? Uh, why do you think he was passed over by Quirrell and Gilderoy Lockhart? Why do you think?
1: I think because Dumbledore knows that Snape dabbles with the dark. And if he continues to do the dark, the dark arts, it's, it may not have the best of it. Like, it's like putting a, an alcoholic like next to a bar. You don't want to do that interesting. what do you think?
0: I also think that it's bait to hire dark art people because that's what he does. yeah, you see, I, I never
1: bought that like I, I, and I'm not saying that's not right, but like the whole thing with Gilderoy Lockhart, right like we know that Dumbledore hired Lockhart, Lockhart to like out him as a, a fraud, right? But why would you put your students, the per, the people uh, uh, you know, you have to take care of most, just to settle something with Gilderoy Lockhart? Why why would you put them in that position? I, I like I don't like that explanation. I feel like that's I feel like that's just ridiculous.
0: Well, only was going to die. Ridiculous. Everyone dies in that position. Or Lockhart didn't die. Or like bad things happen to them. That's true. Literally. Not a great job. Like if you were like, oh, let's move into this haunted house where everyone's died inside or gone crazy. (laughs) No. Uh, All right. Number five. Uh, Do you
1: think Snape was hot on Harry during his first potions class because of the history with James, because his obligation to protect him causes resentment to knock his celebrity down a few pegs? Marvin, what do you got?
0: All of the above. I think that Snape needs a hobby. You know, I really feel bad. Dumbledore knows how to have the work life balance. Okay? He's got that down. He's got bowling. He's got knitting. Okay, he finds great knitting patterns. Chamber music. Oh, loves the chamber music. Likes to dabble in trying assorted sweets from the muggle world. I mean, this guy has time, okay? He knows how to have a little me time. Mm -hmm. Snape needs a little me time. But instead, he probably has like a shrine to Lily and just obsesses over things.
1: (laughs) This isn't the (laughs) bodyguard.
0: I think so. I think Snow. So,
1: oh man, all right. We uh, so if you guys have any more questions, let us know on the live feed. Allie says, Not a question, but more of a request. It's a snape off between Mary and Blake. Who does the best Alan Rickman snape? We'll get back to you on that. I think I would have to say,
0: Me, I'm gonna practice. We'll (laughs) say next time,
1: obviously, (laughs) obviously,
0: (laughs) (laughs) a new celebrity.
1: Clearly fame isn't
0: Everything I mean my favorite line Honest to God My most used line oh. Is not you're a wizard Harry It's Your hands all sweaty <laughs> So <laughs> I can do a good Harry Potter oh. Okay We need to wrap this up Baby
1: uh, Let's see uh, I just I wanted to see if there's any more Other questions um, We can
0: also answer them after
1: Well Caitlin okay. says How do you think Hogwarts Would have done online Learning during COVID <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Wizarding World would have come up with a, nip, a very easy. Uh, it would have been a spell. charm of yeah. some sort,
1: you know, gu- guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca says, "Ooh, Mary is closer." Yeah, it's Mary, Mary, Mary. Yeah, fine, fine. Mary did an amazing job because she's awesome, <laughs> and I.
0: Suck. Rebecca yeah. and her and say, "I think snow." <laughs> yes, I've had a couple of bevvies. All right. Uh, yes, yes, I think that's it. I agree, Blake. I told you to wrap up like two minutes ago. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) I just have to say this first. Melissa says, I think you both should do a uh, podcast in either Alan Rickman or another Harry Potter character voice now after listening and and watching that.
0: We may. Maybe we'll do that as like a little extra... You know what? I'm not going to say no. Maybe we could do it for our JoinTheNerdClan.com friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly Alan Rickman is everything.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... This has been a lot of fun. Yes. What's the next po- What's the next chapter?
1: Uh, the Midnight Duel, Chapter Nine. Oh, Harry. not so Chapter good. Eight, but Chapter Nine.
0: Chapter Nine, and this is something that is not covered in the movie at all, which
1: was surprising. Actually, I feel like this was a, one of those things that really cements Malfoy as the antagonist to Harry's protagonist.
0: It's all good, good man. They got a lot of things. Who, like what would you consider the, the real?
1: What would you consider the real protagonist? I mean, the, the real antagonist in the in this text so far is it is it Snape? Or is it Malfoy? That's the real question, Mary. What do you think?
0: Can I get back to you on that? Oh, come on! <laughs> who do yeah. you think is the main antagonist That's late, so far? It's
1: sitting on the fence. Come on, take it. Take the it. main antagonist Give so far? Give me a hot far, take. But the Dursleys. Give me a hot take.
0: It's been the Dursleys. <laughs> but if I had to choose who the main antagonist is so far, I would say Snape.
1: Oh, man, fine. Oh, we gotta play the music. My again. name's Mary. My name's Blake.
0: Mischief Managed.